It's Friday the 26th of February. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Now Shane, have you got Tommy's footy boots yet? This is a vital, vital story. No, we have, mate. We've got him some nice uh, red X-Blades, mate. He's very excited. Um, he slept with them by his bed last night, so he can't wait to use them on the weekend. Oh yeah, the fresh footy boots <laughs> as we can almost smell the liniment in the air of the rugby league, the AFL, the rugby union just around the corner. We've got a huge show. Of course, Jazz and Hewitt, all things tennis. John Stephenson, he's at Mount Panorama, and we're also going to talk to Dave Reynolds. Isn't he a character? Afternoon sport. Well, what about England? Goodness gracious me, Shane Lee. They were woeful. I mean, the pitch wasn't much chop, but... That's not a good enough excuse. But absolutely appalling batting, and um, and England go down now two one in the series after um, you know the England really got back into the match um, yesterday morning, and uh, you know we're, we're a really good chance. And and Root took his best ever figures. He took five for eight, bowled really really well, and got got England back into the game. But then they came out and batted and got all bowled out for eighty one, um, and then India knocked off none for forty nine, and and they're up two uh, one the series. Ten wicket win in two days. It's ridiculous. Absolutely, and this young Indian spinner, eleven wickets. I, we haven't seen much of him before. No, Axel Patel. He, um, yeah, he's bowled really, really well. He's a tall left arm spinner. They actually opened the bowling with him second innings. They actually opened bowling with both, um, both spinners Ashwin as well. And uh, look, he took a wicket. I think first over that he bowled and uh, and a wicket second over he bowled and they were they were sort of playing for spin and didn't spin and then a couple turned but yep England looked in uh, absolute dire straits not knowing how to bat on a turning wicket. Aaron Finch couldn't get a run in the stocking at the moment. Mate, he's he's in a bit of trouble and um, Ian Chappell's come out already and said that he's calling for his head as captain. Um, he's suggesting either Pat Cummins, Alex Carey, or Moses Enriques takes over the captaincy. He's he's in that much trouble. And the Olympics are coming to Australia. It looks like we're the leading contender in Brisbane 2032. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I know we'll probably be on our Zimmer frames, but it'll be, still be good. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Um, I know how good the Sydney Olympics were um, and, and that, that two-week period we had here. So, yeah, it would be lovely for it to come to Brisbane. And um, we're in the box seat, mate, so fingers crossed we get it out here. Yeah, wouldn't that be brilliant? I love the Olympic Games. Having worked on a, quite a number overseas and the Sydney Games here, there's a certain spirit in the air. And look, the biggest story of the day, of course, sanity has prevailed in the Middle East. Um, the beach volleyball tournament that was threatened because they weren't going to allow bikinis is on. <laughs> it's like it's like saying you footy players, you can't wear studs, or cricketers, you can't wear spikes. You beach volleyball, you've got to be in a bikini. Mate, I was losing sleep over this. Thank goodness it's back. Mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's good to see. Yeah. You can't play in a military outfit, um, beach volleyball. Bring back the bikini, I say. Well done. Uh, the bikinis are back, baby. <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the tennis news. There's still a stack about Jaslyn Hewitt. <laughs> Time to talk tennis. Jaslyn Hewitt, how are you? Great, guys. Jazz Ash Barty, uh, two losses in a row. Yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, her leg was heavily strapped, though, against the okay. match with Danielle Collins. So she has now uh, withdrawn from the next event uh, over in Qatar. So, yes, it's very disappointing for her, but hopefully we'll uh, see her fit and strong again. This is this is a problem with the Australian Open and any Grand Slam that players uh, are playing because they put so much uh, emphasis on that those tournaments that mm. they put their body through a lot of uh, 
a lot of pain and, uh, yeah, she just couldn't back it up in Adelaide. Danielle Collins, uh, she was a strong winner, but she was unhappy with something. What was that drama about? Yeah, so um, because of our quarantine issues, we've been using, utilising a lot of the local umpires and in a previous match with Yulia, putting over, she actually, or they both actually queried the line umpires' integrity just because they're Australians and they're both playing against Australians. Um, Danielle Collins, can be quite a hothead at the best of times out there mm. on court. Um, however, all of the uh, chairs that are working out there are actually of an international level standard. So we, we do have some really good line umpires and chair umpires that travel the world. Um, and this is their basic first opportunity that they've been able to work uh, in the last 12 months. Jazz, your brother Leighton is going to be inducted into the International Hall of Fame. How, how, how would he feel about that? Yeah, he's pretty excited. Um, I've, I've heard, heard him say there's nothing that you actually ever plan to look for. It's not like a trophy you go for, but looking at the names that have already been inducted in, mm. in there, he's up with Nuke and Rochi, two of his uh, great peers growing up. They were uh, great mentors for him when he was developing. David Hall, one of the best wheelie tennis players that mm. we've ever had here in Australia. Harry Hopman, the Woodies. So the list goes on of Australian players that are already inducted. And, and it's such an honour for him to be inducted in there as well. We've also got uh, two other Australian females that are included in the original nine. So Judy Dalton and Kerry Reid uh, will join Billie Jean King as the original nine are oh, accepted okay. into the Hall of Fame as well. I, uh, it makes me feel old. I saw on your Instagram the other day, Jazz, and you were wishing your brother a happy birthday, happy 40th. I was there at Memorial Drive when he was 17 playing Jason Stoltenberg all those years ago, and it just seems like life has rushed past the river. 40 years old, Leighton Hewitt, this teenage sensation. Yes, I don't know where the years go. His daughter Mia is now 15 years old. So oh, yeah. well. it's uh, time gets on and, and uh, like any other sporting career, it is a whirlwind when you're in and amongst it and all the highs and lows and breathe, living and breathing it every day. And then finally you're, you're uh, almost middle-aged. So, no, happy birthday to Leighton. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great week for him, I think, with also the uh, the recognition of the Hall of Fame. So that's a nice 40th birthday present. It is. So from uh, mature 40-year-olds to crazy 20-year-olds, what about Nick Kouris and his girlfriend? What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some in- interesting Instagram posts that have been posted up and deleted, and and unfortunately, uh, that's this day and age with uh, mm. youngsters and dating and emotions and social media, basically. So I think um, she's probably aware of what she's done and then deleted them, but a little bit too late because we can all screenshot it and yep. and it gets posted in the media. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, a little bit of dirty laundry being hanged hanged out there but uh yeah hopefully he'll be back on court and competing hard soon yeah the whole coat hanger's full isn't it look, i uh, look i say it in media training with any young people and not, not that some of them care some of them do it on purpose but anytime you post anything it doesn't matter whether it's instagram twitter uh whatever the medium is you need to be prepared to say it on the six o'clock news that night otherwise don't say it because once it's out it's out um now just one thing just getting back to ash barty for a tick indicating that she really does not know where she will go, where she will travel to in 2021. It's understandable. We're a long way away, aren't we, from the rest of the the tennis world generally, apart from the Australian Open? Yeah, so a lot of players have already headed overseas. We've got 
got uh, currently here in Sydney a uh, Chinese player, and they're they're in the same boat. Uh, Yi Fang Wang is uh, she's seventy eight or something in the world WTA, but uh, the Chinese restrictions for her to go home should have to be locked up in a hotel for four weeks and then one mm. week in a home isolation. So it's just uh, within all the uh, tennis players and all the quarantine because each tournament is in another country and every country has different quarantine rules um, and different measures. It's just making the tennis players' lives uh, very difficult. So one, you've got to be fit and healthy to make sure that you, you'll do well when you choose to go away. It's also the length of time that you will then need to be away um, because those those two weeks in a hotel room uh, does feel like jail for a lot of them. Jazz, you, you have a new job, I believe. Yeah, so um, jumping ship from Tennis Australia now and joining Tennis New South Wales. Uh, there's a role overseeing the tournaments and competitions. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, a life in, as an administrator in sport uh, and uh, hanging the rackets up for a little while. I'm sure you'll do an amazing job. My dear friend, as well as look after two boys and your husband, Rob Shahady. It's a busy, busy life and being our tennis expert on afternoon sport. Have a great weekend, Jess. Thank you, guys. You too. Coming up on Afternoon Spot, we are headed to Pit Lane. John Stephenson, and he has a special guest. Stump to Stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stumptostump.com Afternoon Sport, well, let's get straight to Bathurst. And John Stephenson, how are you, my dear old thing? Yes, Tim. Yes, Shane. I am so, so excited. I am at the mountain and I'm very lucky to bump into my very good friend, Dave Reynolds, who is driving the Penrite uh, mobile for Kelly Grove Racing this weekend, man. So uh, I'm really excited. He's a very good mate of mine. He's standing right next to me. So um, Dave Reynolds, say hello to the boys, Shane and Timmy Gilbert. Hey, boys. What's going on? How are you, Dave? Yeah, last time I think we spoke on the Today Show was after you, you won uh, the title. How are you? Yeah, mate. Going really good, thanks. Uh, yeah, just about to start the season and um, yeah, full steam ahead. Yeah, well, Johnny, do you want to ping uh, Dave a couple of questions and, and both? Can you? I'll get your collective advice on uh, some driving lessons for Tiger Woods. Uh, now that Ooh. we know that he's going to be okay, we know he's going to be. Okay. He needs more than driving lessons. I I'll tell you that he's got to stop chopping it up late at night. <laughs> Oh, and I'll tell you what, Christ. mate, he fell down a bit of a mountain. I mean, there's a massive mountain here called Mount Panorama. So this is something that Dave and I will be avoiding. I'm in the support category in Aussie racing cars this weekend, and Dave obviously driving in the V8s. But um, the very funny story of this, uh, when COVID hit, I was very blessed to be on the Celebrity E-Series race on Fox Sports, mm. which Dave was my uh, coach. Oh, was coach. You were my coach. And we actually won together. So, <laughs> so, so I made sure when I got to the mountain that I, that I beelined today for some extra tips so I can make sure I race good in Aussie racing cars. But Dave, forget all that. What's your hopes for the season? I know that last year was with COVID and everything going on, there was a lot of ups and downs. I know you're very excited to be now with Kelly Grove Racing. Yeah. Um, different car, Mustang, not in a Holden anymore. No. Um, what, what can we expect, not only this weekend, but for the season? Um, mate, it's a lot of things in my life has changed. I yes, they have. Son, yes. No, no, you've, been, you've been trying to coach me with that? No, he's had a son and, and, and Tim and Shane. I'm, just, I'm coaching him how I handle his first son. So. So you, you can't, you're trying <laughs> to coach me how to my uh, missus. I'll give you my number, David. And really, you are not, you know, you're not going to the right well there for advice. But um, look, look, honestly, on that, on that, 
question. Look, I've got three of my own, and they're, they're a bit older. But doesn't it change you? Like, like in in all seriousness, it 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 gives life a different dimension, doesn't it? When you become a father. Well, yeah, I, I looked. At, I like to look at it as I used to be a consumer. Now I'm a provider. So, mm. you know, things I have to look at things like a lot differently. But I actually love it. I, I reckon it's just so cool. I love my home life. I've always loved my home life, and it just added another element that we can enjoy together so yeah i love it but back on the racing side i've i've changed teams as well i used to drive a holden last year um and now i'm back in a i'm back in a ford and still got Penrod as a sponsor and a couple of my my key staff from the last team have come across as well so you know it's kind of like a little home i've sort of built and um it's it's just really strange because you know i actually drove for kelly's about 10 years ago and I've, I've left and gone on another journey and come back and still see a lot of the same faces. So it's like I haven't left. It's a bit of a strange feeling. But, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be – I haven't driven the car much, so it's going to be quite a big test session for us this weekend. So, you know, we've got high hopes, but you know, anything's possible. I'll tell you something, Tim. This is, Dave's a very humble guy. That's one of the character traits I love about him. He, he had a test day in Winton, which was last week. I uh, ended up finishing p2 after the test now a lot of people don't look too much into the test but i do i think i think it's kind of awesome it's a new car a new team and dave did tell me before the test i said look john i i did give my suggestions and i want the car to change and he and he went out there and he, and he really gave it gave him hell so i gave you a rundown you were like impressed i really i love it when dave gets technicals he's such a cool calm and collected cat for those that follow vh they absolutely know exactly what i'm talking about but he there's a fire that burns inside of him i know that i said to him the other day i heard his voice when he's told me on the phone i can hear that he's hungry he wants to be he wants to give these guys hell and i think the, dinner time. the, the yes dinner time and the birth of his uh baby boy ryu which i love the name if you can go <laughs> if you can go on dave's instagram have a good day's helmet there's a he's, he's got this really cool sort of anime graphic of the actual ryu from street fighter but a baby version <laughs> of his helmet so he just shows days he's so so cool so um i'm yeah, um, you can hear yeah, i'm team day reynolds and and oh, uh, and, yeah, and, I, so and i can't wait to uh see him out this weekend and i predict that the penrite car is gonna be right at the pointy end tim yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure it will be, uh, Dave. And I know that you're always seen as a bit of a court jester, and, and you know, always coming out with a one-liner. And and sport look, sport needs—it's true. Sport needs personalities. But the bottom line is what people sort of sometimes look past is that when you cross the white line, you cross the white line. When it's on, it's on. Yes, exactly. You know, when I pull the helmet on, I'm full serious got my game face but you know when i take it off i can muck around and enjoy life you know at the end of the day it's just sport we're not we're not really saving lives or we're just we're just doing something that's on tv and we're trying to enjoy it so you know we're showcasing our sponsors and i'm trying to make my team as proud as as proud as i can with all the for all the hard work they put in um by, by trying to win races so you know, at the end of the day i'm just trying to make them enjoy their job and and have a laugh and yeah I'm just trying to enjoy my life. Yeah, well, uh, and we're we're enjoying the ride, boys. What's it like having going to have? I'll get an answer from both of you to have crowds back there at Bathurst. I saw uh, Mark Scave say that we don't need two Christmases, and I, and I agree with that. It needs to be a focal point at the back. Well, end this of is Easter. But, <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Actually, get out, break out the eggs. They've been in Woolworths since about January. I know, but the but 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 the thing is, you know, it's a different kind of year, isn't it? So to to, to and I know some people, heaps of people that are going up there. It, it's, it's great to actually have humans there again. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, like, we haven't seen some crowd for a long time. So, you know, I like to think about my life right now is, you know, 2019 and then 2021. And 2020 disappeared in my brain. It no, just, we, we actually gained years because I'm meant to turn 39 this year, but I'm staying yeah. 38. I did nothing <laughs> last year. <laughs> we skipped a year. But no, to me, really, sorry, go it's on. really good to have fans back and interact with some people that, you know, 
basically fundamentally pay for us to go racing. So if, if, was, there was, if there was no fans or no engagement, we wouldn't have a sport. So you know, it's good to see everyone. Well, the good thing is, uh, Tim, even if there wasn't any fans, Dave's got a fan in me and that's oh, all that matters. Okay. So yeah, but I won't right. keep it any, any longer, Tim, because he is a man that he's wanted. He's got a hell of a obligations out here. Um, so I'll let, uh, let Dave go. But uh, we wish Dave all the best from Afternoon Sports. Oh, thanks, boys. Much appreciated. Thank, thanks, Dave. And great catching up with you again. Uh, and Johnny, well, the, the people you meet in pit lane, what, what I want to ask you as well is, is tell us about your car, your category. And it's a two-bit question, this one, because I also want to find out about that camper van that you and, uh, you know, Chevy Chase got in to drive there. All right, look, it's really hard to explain it's a bit like trying to get you saying bolt to explain how it feels like to win hundred meters Olympic games. There's so many mixed emotions um, mm. when, when you're doing something like this and look, the adrenaline rushes uh, for me, it's about, you know, using that little bit of elite sport that I gained um, that elite sport knowledge that I gained as a runner and jumping in the car and seeing if I can apply that. Um, it's, it's awesome to, I, I'm one that loves performing for a crowd. So it's great to come out to these events and actually have, um, you know, uh, uh, people watching and, and, and being an adulation for what you're doing. And even, though I'm a pro-am driver at, at its very basic level, um, you still get that feeling. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, as I always tell you, Tim, whenever we're hanging out, motor racing is in my blood. Um, I think I'll do it till the day I die if I can, as long as i got my motor skills that are intact. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the start of the season, not only participating but watching also the main guys do it in the V8s. Yeah, I've been to your house. I've seen the sim. I've seen where you sit in and practice. Like when you're supposed to be babysitting, you're practicing how to drive. Yeah, well, uh, like anything, more practice, the better you get it something and the simulator was something which I got through COVID because we couldn't go racing anymore. We couldn't even do test days. So um, the simulator is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's so realistic uh, using the iRacing format. For those that don't know too much about simulators, it's not like I'm on a PlayStation using a joystick. This thing is, is actually designed um, for, for race car drivers. This is what everybody used through COVID, all the race drivers around the world to, to practice whilst they couldn't be on the track. So I'm really blessed to have it at home. Um, it shows how much I love the sport. My missus thinks I'm proper mad because I'm up there just cutting laps and the next door neighbours think there's a, they, they literally have a V8 supercar living in there on their third floor so, uh, it's, just, it's just flat out man it's like no nah, that's not Rusty or Lowell that's actually dad so um, yeah no it's really cool and I like I, I'm blessed I, I love I love the game love the sport and uh, yeah it's going to be a mad weekend you can hear the cars in the background you know I'm really yeah. smelling the fuel I wish I was there with you and, and having a quiet libation at the Eddie or one of those other pubs at Bathurst. I, I love the the great divide, over the great divide. So just tell us a little bit about your, your camper van again, because I love this story. What was that movie about Schmidt with Jack? Honestly, Nicholson? I haven't even sorted out my camper van. I had to get Dave Reynolds to call the boss of supercars to try and help me get a spot where, which I have power. Otherwise I'm going to have no power in the camper van. So I'm actually, I'm actually panicking as I'm talking to you on this because I'm trying to think I'm not going to have any power to sleep tonight in my camper. So I'm going to charge the iPhone. I'm not going to be able to do the podcast, boys. So, uh, yeah, no, hopefully I get it sorted out this afternoon. The sun's just come out, which means, hey, the sun's out, man. It means life's great, right? So, um, yeah, looking forward to the weekend, guys. And hopefully I can get it sorted out tonight and uh, have a good night's sleep. So I'm up early tomorrow, in fact. I'm on track at 7.30, so I need as much wow. as I possibly can get. Yep. Your constitution won't know what it's about. You don't get up till eleven most days. Look, I'll leave it. I'll leave this with you because I do know you. You are busy trying to get that camper van wired up to power, and you you got to get out there and do a couple of hot laps. But uh, what did you make of the whole Tiger Woods thing? He is so 
lucky to be alive, isn't he? When you think of what he did, crossing the traffic, going across the medium strip to to break his leg and smash his ankle. And look, I, I have no question in my mind that he'll be back playing golf, but he's so lucky to be alive. Can I say something to you, Tim? This, this is the – I know it's our job, obviously, doing the podcast and being sort of in media and being in – I'm not a journalist, but when you're doing mm. podcasts and you're talking and in the media, you somewhat have to use the skills of being a journalist to be, at least have the educated opinion when, you, when you're saying something about an instance or a situation. I, when I heard it, I didn't even look look it up. I didn't want to know about it. I didn't want to see it. I love Tiger Woods and what he's done so much. The year this happened to him, I don't want to find out the truth on how this could happen because it looks so graphic and it was so horrible. To hear him break his leg, hurt his ankle and the, and cross like he said, the median strip, um, something it's either a freak accident or something's not right there. I have, I have absolutely no doubt. I have no idea what the details. I don't know what's happened. Neither do I really want to find out. I'm just glad that he's safe. I'm glad he's healthy. Um, and, and I really hope it's not something sinister that led for this to happen. I'm hoping it was just a freak accident. Yeah, I think that's what's happened. I really do. I believe it was just, you know, going too quick. And look, how's his luck, though, Tim? I mean, if that oh, is just a wow. freak accident, it's like, wow, man. Like, damn, is that that's really karma, right? For the craziness? Yeah. Is that what was his wife's name? Was was what was the name again? The um the original who came at him with the one. The original, the original Swedish blonde, right? Yeah, it's pushing my memory here. Look, as soon as we get off it, I'll remember it straight away, and I'm sure our listeners will will know. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you know what you're getting at. Maybe she's throwing out the old voodoo doll on the on the poor bloke, mate. You know that's... Yeah, well, mate. Look, I know you got to get some stuff done, so I'll let you do that. Always. Uh, a pleasure to chat and and great getting Dave Reynolds. It was a really good get. So uh, enjoy it this weekend, my friend, and uh, I look forward to the full reports. Full Thank reports. you very much, guys. And and yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm like let's let's look out for Dave. Let's cheer him on from Afternoon Sports Podcast. He's a gentleman, absolute legend of Australian motor racing, and uh, let's hope he kills it. On you, Johnny. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, to Jaslyn Hewitt, John Stephenson, Dave Reynolds. Thank you also to our wonderful sponsor, Shana. Yeah, wonderful sponsor, Spartan Sports. SpartanSportsHQ.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. See you Monday. See you then, guys.